just want to uh, introduce Layla to you this morning. Layla is an incredible young woman of God who is doing amazing things um, in Adelaide nationally and also internationally as well. Just an exciting uh, opportunity for us to have Layla come and speak in the church. Um, I, I want us not necessarily to... Um, there's something on, on Layla's life that I want us to catch. Some things are taught and some things are caught. Okay? And, and I, I've been praying this week that we would catch the passion, the desire, the, um, the openness, the vulnerability, the, the yieldedness that Layla displays in just giving everything to the Holy Spirit and to letting God have his way in doing whatever he wants through her life. I think it's just wonderful that we can experience that in just a, a great way. And I've got competition. <laughs> cool. So I, I just want you to lean in and say, Holy Spirit, help me catch what's on Layla's life. Because I believe that as you do that, God will speak profoundly to you. Something will shift in your life and that you will be in a place that you never thought possible God would do. So uh, how about we, we stand and let's welcome Layla as she comes and preaches the word this morning. Thank you, Pastor Derek. Gary, thank you, Infused Church. It's so good to see you. You can go ahead and take a seat. Um, it is such an honour to be with you today. I, I think there's a, a number of different faces that I'm seeing that I know, um, a lot that I don't know. So um, it's lovely to meet you. As Pastor Gary said, my name is Layla. Uh, Nahavandi. Um, I am single and ready to mingle. Um, so please help me out there. Um, I'm from Life Point Church in um, Adelaide and our senior pastors, Pastors David and Donna, um, wanted to send their love to you guys and um, they love this church and love what um, God is doing here. And also I wanted to honour your senior pastors, Pastors Gary and Jane. Um, we had Pastor Gary speaking at our staff devotions the other day and he just came and blew the place up. It was awesome. Um, and he is just an incredible gift um, to this church and to the churches in, in South Australia. So can we give it up for your pastors? Aren't they awesome? We love them. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about um, my background. Um, we had an incredible salvation story. Uh, when I was a kid, um, my dad was Muslim and my mum had converted to Islam to marry my dad. Um, and we were married, uh, we were, I wasn't married to any of them at the time, but they were married to each other. And uh, we were living in New Zealand at the time. Um, and uh, when we were living in New Zealand, I was about five years old. And at that time, uh, my auntie came to live with us from Iran. Uh, she was schizophrenic, but we didn't know it. And so our home life was quite hectic. Um, Mum had three kids under the age of five, myself, my brother and my sister, and life was just chaotic. Um, my mum said to my dad, hey, like, we need to get this lady out of our house. Like, I, I can't stand this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. And dad was just like, I don't know what I can do. I can't kick her out on the streets. What am I supposed to do? And so mum ended up taking my brother and my sister and I and going to a women's and children's shelter. And so we lived there for a little while. Um, but it was at this point where we had a lady who was our neighbour who went to a Pentecostal church just like this. 
And she reached out to my mom and she said, hey, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. Um, He came to die on a cross for your sins so that if you would give your life to him, if you would entrust your life to him and make him the Lord of your life, I believe that things can turn around for you. I believe that you can learn and you can live in the plan and the purpose that he has for you. And something just gripped my mom's heart in that moment. And she said, okay, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. Um, This lady and her husband, husband baptized my mum in their bathtub, which is very unconventional. Um, I don't endorse that, but mum got radically saved, um, ended up moving back in uh, to the house with my dad. And my dad, obviously being a Muslim, this was a big deal for him. He ended up coming along to church in New Zealand, to a Pentecostal church, and also just had a radical encounter with God for himself, got baptized. And so isn't God amazing? Isn't it awesome what God can do? And so I just wanted to encourage you with that story. If you have family members who are far from God or maybe you have neighbours or people who are around you who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, God is in the business of doing the miraculous. Do we believe that? God can do anything. And I know Pastor Gary and Naomi were saying this morning um, that they're really believing for breakthrough. They believe the word for this morning is breakthrough. We're believing in the God of the breakthrough, the God who can do the incredible. And so I believe that for you this morning. But I'd love to share a message with you called Put Some Faith on It. Put some faith on it. Uh, We're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29, if we jump down to verse 29, it says, by faith, somebody say by faith, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, somebody say by faith, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword and were made strong of weakness, out of weakness, became mighty in war and put foreign armies to flight. Jumping to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated 
at the right hand of the throne of God. Church, can we just pray over this word this morning as we as we get into the message today? Father God, I just thank you for infused church. I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and lives of every individual. God, I know every person is on a journey of faith, but today I pray, God, that you would put your faith in us to believe you for the impossible, to believe you for the breakthrough, to believe you to make a way where there is no way. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and move in this place in a powerful way. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen, amen. Awesome. Awesome. So I love this passage of scripture, Hebrews chapter 11. It's like the hall of fame of faith in the Bible, right? The hall of fame of faith. It's like you're going through and it's talking about Barak and it's talking about Gideon and it's talking about Noah and it's talking about Abraham and all of these people who did incredible things by faith. Um, Some of them did great big works by faith. Noah, you know, coming to the flood and building an ark. But other people did uh, things in their daily lives by faith, things um, that, that just trusted God and they walked by faith and saw the promises of God day after day come to pass in their lives. And I wanted to bring this um, this thought out of, uh, the, of this passage this morning that faith is not about just the big moments and the big challenges and the big obstacles that we have to overcome. God also wants us to have a day-to-day kind of faith, an everyday kind of faith. God wants us to put faith in the middle of every circumstance and situation that we're facing. God wants us to live with faith in our careers. Does anybody believe that? God wants us to apply faith to our families. God wants us to apply faith to our finances. God wants faith to be in the middle of every part of our lives. And so I wanted to share on that thought this morning, put some faith on it. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, hey, why don't you put some faith on it? You got to put some faith on it. You got to put some faith on it. I don't know if you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, but he's like, just put some Windex on it. You know, Windex is the answer to everything. Faith is the answer to everything. Put some faith on it. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie. I was talking to the girls this morning. Shout out to Rachel over here. It's her birthday today. Um, yes, happy birthday. <laughs> Um, But we were talking about loving food and I am a big foodie, obsessed with food. Um, And my favourite food in the world is my dad's cooking. So my dad is Persian, mum's Irish. That's where I get my crazy concoction of whatever this is, is crazy Irish, Iranian. Um, But my favourite food in the world is my dad's Persian cooking. Um, He makes amazing Persian food and he does it so well. Um, But when it came to other sorts of cuisines, like just normal Australian or Italian, dad liked to just make it up as he went along, right? So my dad used to have a recipe where he would make a spaghetti bolognese, but he would put turmeric in the spaghetti bolognese, right? And even as a kid, I knew that that was completely wrong. I was like, what is this? What's going on here? Like, Dad, you're not supposed to put turmeric in the bolognese. And he's like, well, this is how I do it. And so they just ate it like that. And and the family had their turmeric-infested bolognese sauce, and I would make my own as a little kid. 
Um, but, you, you know, when you get spices in certain food, um, there are certain spices that can absolutely permeate the dish, right? When Dad put the turmeric in this bolognese sauce, the flavour took over the entire dish. Spices can change the flavour of, of the entire dish. If you added uh, garlic granules to your birthday cake mix, how many know it's not going to be a very happy birthday, okay? Don't do that, Rachel. It's not going to be a happy birthday. Why? Because the flavour is going to take over the whole cake. And in the same way, I believe that God has called us as Christians, as the people of God, as followers of Christ, to be infused with this flavour of faith that's not only in our Sundays, but it's in our Mondays and our Tuesdays and our Wednesdays. It's in our careers and our faith and our finances. It's in our families that faith permeates every part of our lives so that every part of our lives tastes like faith in God. So faith should be the flavour of our lives. No matter what the circumstance or situation, it's time to put some faith on it. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I want to turn to the Word this morning and look at three ways that we can put some faith in every situation that we're facing. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know. Maybe it's a, you've got a big challenge. Maybe you're just, you know, living your life and believing God for more and believing God um, for favour in the things that you're doing. In any aspect of our lives, God's called us to put some faith on it. So the first way that we can put some faith in every area of our lives is to remember that he is the first. God is the first. Isaiah says, Isaiah 44 verse 6 says, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. There is no God besides me. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10 says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. So for us to put faith in every area of our lives, it starts with building on the foundation that God is the first in this circumstance and situation. God is my starting point. God is my firm foundation. God is where I am going to begin. His perspective is going to be the way that I am going to look at this circumstance and situation. I'm going to start with Him first. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had to update the furniture in your house, um, but I've had to do this many times. I think I've moved like 10 times um, in the last sort of 12 or 13 years. Um, and so um, sometimes when you've got to update the furniture in your house, maybe you have um, had the opportunity to walk through the valley of the shadow of Ikea and you've had to get yourself a flat pack and take it home. Um, I don't know about you, but I am the worst with putting furniture together. Uh, my housemate Louise is here this morning. She can vouch for that. I weasel my way out of trying to put um, furniture together. I always get someone else to do it. It's just such a frustrating experience. Um, but maybe there's some people here who are just amazing at it. Um, everybody knows that when you're putting furniture together, um, if it's a complicated piece of furniture and you do not have the instruction booklet, you are going to be in a lot of trouble, right? You need to start with the instruction 
instruction manual. You need to start with the blueprint. If you're building a house, you, ha- you need something to tell you how to put that thing together properly. And in the same way, the Bible tells us that God is the first. He wants to give us the blueprint, the instruction manual. He wants to speak into our hearts and lives and show us how we are to live our lives, how we're to face our situations. God wants to give you a word for what you are going through. God wants you to stand on the firm foundation of the Word of God and make Him the first. Make Him the first. So the first thing that we can do if we want to apply to faith faith to every area of our lives is ask, ask ourselves, God, are you first in this situation? God, when it comes to my relationships or my house or the finances or, or, or my career, what am I hearing about this circumstance and situation? God, am I listening to your word first? Am I following your principles first? Or am I just feeling like I'm in the midst of chaos? The second thing that we need to do um, if we want to put faith in every area of our lives is we need to remember not only is God first, but he is also the last. He is the first and the Bible says he is the last. Revelation chapter 22 And verse 13 says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 17 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the first and the last. Um, If we want to put faith in every area of our lives, not only do we need to remember that God is first, but we also need to remember that God is last. That no matter what my circumstance and situation and challenge looks like right now, this is not how it ends. This is not where we stop. There is a firm foundation that I can have in God in heaven. I know that my final destination is not here, but my final destination is found in Him. Um, I don't know um, if you go on lots of road trips. I assume you do living out here. You've probably got lots of different places that you need to travel to. Um, But on road trips, we can make different pit stops, right? Some pit stops that we make can be wonderful pit stops. If you're anything like me, you stop at the cafes with the little trinkety things and buy yourself five candles and a rug and you're like, where am I going to put this? And you're on your road trip and they're nice road trips. Um, I mean, nice pit stops. There are other places that you can stop and make Maybe they're terrible pit stops and you're sort of eating, you know, your sausage roll and you're just hoping you don't get food poisoning and you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, there are nice pit stops and, and terrible pit stops on our road trips. Um, but, but we know that when we get out on those pit stops that that's not the final destination, right? That's not where we're going to stop. That's not where we're going to be forever. We know that our destination, the destination that we're going to um, is is worth the drive and it's worth the pit stop and it's worth um, whatever we need to do to get there. You know what? In the same way on on this journey of life, there are going to be great moments and there are going to be tough moments. There are going to be challenges that we're going to have to sit in and there are going to be places that maybe we don't want to go in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of that uncertainty, in the midst of that disappointment. We need to remember, hey, this is not my final destination. This is not where I am stopping. I am not stopping in the valley. The Bible tells me that he leads me through the valley, that he will walk with me through to the other side and we will see his promise and his purpose come to pass. 
My final destination is the home that he has made for me in his heart and in heaven. God wants to lead us through to the end. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to be taken hold of, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He is the first and he is the last. The second way we put faith on every part of our lives is to remember that he is our ultimate destination, that he is the one who our eyes can be firmly fixed upon. He is the one who can anchor our souls. He is our firm foundation. The third and final way that we can put some faith in every area of our lives, maybe if the worship team could join me, um, is to remember that not only is Jesus the first and the last, but he is also with us on the way. He is the first, he is the last, and he is with us on the way. Um, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 says, All right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Do you know what? If we're going to put faith in the midst of every circumstance and situation that we're walking through, if we want to live our daily lives in faith and we want to put some faith on it, we need to remember not only is God the foundation, not only is he the first, not only is he the last, our final destination and the one that our eyes are fixed upon, but we need to remember in the midst of every circumstance and situation, God is with us on the way. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God goes with us. He's with us in those challenges. He's with us in the midst of what we're facing. He's with us at our job. He's with us bringing favour, bringing strategy, bringing purpose, bringing hope. He is with us, equipping us, empowering us. He is with us on the way. God has always been with us and God will never leave us or forsake us. You know, the Bible tells us that God has always been the initiator of relationship with man. He has always been the initiator of relationship with man. In the garden, God walked with us. In the wilderness, God waited for us. In the silence, God spoke to us. In the darkness, God's light shined before us. And in Jesus Christ, God became one of us. God has always wanted to have relationship with us. I love how the message paraphrases it. It says this in John chapter 1 and verse 14. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. We saw the one-of-a-kind glory with our own eyes, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. He is with us. He is with us. He has become one of us to save us, to walk with us 
and to help us to walk in his ways, his plans, his purposes and have an eternity with him in heaven. He is with us. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And you know what? I don't want to leave this place today without having given every person in this room the opportunity to have Jesus a part of your world, to say, Jesus, I want you to start. I want you to be the author of my faith. I want you to be the finisher of my faith. I want to put my faith in you. I don't any longer want to trust in my own understanding, trust in my own ways of doing things. I want to trust you, God, because I know that the Bible tells me that when I trust in you, when I put my faith and hope in you, I can live in your ways, your plans, your purposes, which are better than anything that I have for myself. I can trust you. I wonder today, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know this Jesus that we're talking about? The Bible tells us that he is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, always is, and always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world could never understand Him. The armies couldn't defeat Him. The schools couldn't explain Him and the leaders couldn't ignore Him. Herod couldn't kill Him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse Him. The people couldn't hold Him and the devil couldn't stop Him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The new age can't replace him and science can't explain him away. I wonder this morning, do you know this Jesus that we're talking about? Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? This Jesus is the one who wants to come and put faith in every area of your lives. The Bible tells us that we have been given a measure of faith by God. God gives us the faith that we need to believe in Him, to put our trust in Him. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So as we've been sharing around the Word of God, I believe that faith has been coming to people's hearts. Faith to believe in Jesus. Faith to believe Jesus for salvation, for redemption, for healing, for breakthrough. Faith for our circumstance and situation. And if you're in this room this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, the most important thing we will do in this place this morning is to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer to invite Jesus into your life to be the author and the finisher of your faith, to save you from your sin and to bring His salvation and redemption into your life today. So just with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, Layla, I, I need to invite Jesus into my life. I need to make Him my Lord and Saviour today. Maybe you have done that in the past, but you feel distant from God. You feel like you've walked away. And today you say, I want to come back to God. I want today to be the first day of the rest of my life with Jesus. I want to start anew. I want to start afresh. I want Him to be the author of my faith and the finisher of my faith 
today. Maybe you've walked away from God and you want to come back or maybe you've never prayed this prayer before. In just a moment, we would love to pray for you. So if that's you, on the count of three, why don't you just lift up your hand and we are going to pray with you this morning. One, two, three. Anybody in this place this morning, you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You want to make him the author and the finisher of your faith. We want to give every person in this room the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior this morning. Is there any person in this place? You need Jesus to come in and be the author and the finisher of your faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome.